so let's just go for it. Gigi Hadid is going to be a MILF, and we had the Summer House finale, and that in itself is a lot for me to uncover. Summer House is my baby, so I felt like, why would I not go for the finale and the reunion in one night? But first, I figured we would discuss Gigi Hadid being pregnant. I forgot what I was doing when this, when, like, the news broke and, like, it was actually true, but I literally, like, gasped and was like, Boomer, Gigi Hadid is pregnant, and it was, like, super weird of me, and, like, as if I was her friend, and I was, like, let me reach out to a few people, and, um, you know, I reached out to my main source, which is usually, you know, comments by celebs, and, you know, they weren't the only ones who confirmed it, but it was confirmed, and I just think it was really interesting, and I'm gonna explain why I think it is, you know, I think no matter what, I want to start off by saying babies are a blessing beyond belief. And, you know, I can't wait to be a mother one day. And I've seen so many struggles with infertility. So I think with that comes that, you know, feeling that no matter what, a baby is a blessing, however it arrives in whatever form and whatever family can handle or not handle it. So anyone who can criticize, like, if she's married and having a baby, I just think you're wrong. I also think it's really you know, the times have really changed. And I think with the financial circumstances, this is probably easier, easier to not be married legally. I mean, who knows, honestly, anything truly deeply. Um, But let's just jump right into it. You know, one thing I wanted to say was uh, Yolanda Hadid actually moved to my hometown in Pennsylvania. And that's where they've been quarantining and staying. And that's, you know, I... My mom actually moved to the city of Philadelphia, so it's a little further from where she lives, so I can't go there anymore. Not that I ever did, but I just don't live as close to just drive by, so I think it's a really funny situation that they now live in, uh, you know, basically Philly, and that they've been quarantining, and I feel like I'm kind of, like, part of them, that I, like, am from there. Well, they live in my town, so it's my territory, but you know what I thought was interesting was that, you know... Gigi was hooking up with Tyler Cameron in September because that was when she went to Amsterdam, I believe, for her grandmother, her Oma's funeral, which, again, I believe is in September. And it's funny because he lives in my neighborhood and I ran into him when I was with a friend and he was beyond, beyond nice. But I believe at that time they were hot and heavy or maybe like maybe just ending so in November she and Zane were spotted on Valentine's Day and you know they were having a moment and she she was showing him love and people are speculating that she was 16 weeks pregnant here so this is where things are interesting to me and you know I was actually listening to another podcast where it was you know, the reason why this couldn't be kept a secret, like, a lot of people were questioning, you know, like, why, you know, they could see her holding it a secret the same way that Kylie Jenner did, and at the end of the day, no one has a camp like Kylie Jenner, like, nobody, everyone in that family is, like, airtight sealed to the max, and, like, I think people forget that, and, like, you know, she probably told her sister, and her sister told her friend, and, like, things just, like, lead into another thing, and it's so different when you're a celebrity, like, maybe even her mom just told someone, but you know what, at the end of the day, I'm gonna talk about the positives, but I did have to mention that, because so many people were, like, how did, how did she not hold this longer, but you know what, at the end of the day, it is hard to hold that in, and, like, you know, after a certain time has 
passed and, you know, little signals were shown, I think they weren't even trying to hide it. And I think it was, it became too hard. So, you know, I do have to say one adorable thing is Yolanda said something that was super sweet. One that she is so excited to be an Oma, which is grandma in, uh, I wish I could, Oma in, I'm literally awful, what they say in Amsterdam for a grandmother. Um, and she said something really sweet, and she was like, you know, when one soul leaves, her grandmother, well, her mother just passed away, one comes in, which is obviously Gigi's baby girl. And Gigi confirmed on Jimmy Fallon, and you gotta love Jimmy for this, um, that she's really excited to be a mom, and what I feel like people want to know is the PRX aspect of this, and Justin Sylvester did a great job of breaking it down. Again, as I mentioned, like, nobody can really hold a secret the way the Kardashians did, and um, you know, it's very easy to get your words mixed up or get excited to tell someone, you know, it's very normal to get to leak, you know, you don't mean to leak something, but you tell someone out of excitement and it it goes around really quickly. You know, I know her dad did a, an interview before he even truly knew. And again, people are speaking without speaking to her. And, you know, again, it's not the Kardashian camp and this is why Chris Jenner should make a school of PR because she's so brilliant at what she does. I mean, who can hold a secret for nine months? Chris Jenner can. So let's just call Gigi and Zane's baby ZZ. So we'll just go for ZZ right now. I think ZZ and Gigi will do um, just fine in the workforce. You know, so many people are bringing it up, and I think in the modeling workforce, like, who doesn't love a baby and a hot model, like, I don't think we've ever seen anyone dislike that, like, you know, Victoria Beckham, we have, I'm trying to think of a lot of pregnant people that, I mean, everyone is so loved, Amy Schumer, I don't know anyone who is loved, Mila Kunis, you know, Angelina Jolie, everyone is so loved, and is always absolutely, I think being a, being a woman and a working woman is a beautiful thing. And I definitely see, you know, Gigi is a big activist and I see her, if she is having a girl, which I do believe, but I'm not going to confirm that because I'm not sure I think it's a girl. Then she definitely will make sure that no matter what, that this little girl is shown into a world that is cultured, that is, you know, obviously the beautiful, colorful, wonderful, magical side, but it'll, she will make sure that baby is well-versed. So, you know, I just, I just, I just, I think this is a blessing. I think it's amazing. And whatever order, engagement, baby, baby, engagement, wedding, whatever order, if if nothing ever even comes in the order that we think it should, it's up to them. And I'm really excited for them. So congratulations, Jane, Jane, Gigi, Jane, Gigi and Zane. I think what you guys have you guys have been together for a while and I'm excited for this chapter for you guys I'm excited to see where you live next I feel like you know it I feel like you guys do like the suburbs and do like being away from people and I feel like California might be a good place for you guys but what do I know I'm not your bestie so anyways congratulations big mazel to you guys and we're gonna get right into summer house finale and What I want to say here is that I just want to preface this by saying that I have been a deep, deep fan since day one, like, you know, when the Workus twins were in it and Steven was in it. And, you know, I've seen every character built up in the drama and Kyle single, Kyle and Gage, Lindsay with Everett and everything. 
from the top, so I felt like I needed to give a solo moment for my favorite show, and honestly, the best cast. I don't think I've ever received so much love from anyone on TV from sharing my podcast or just DMing to tell I love the episode, literally every castmate, and this is not something you see often, I've had, like, deep voice messages with Hannah, it's important for, like, for them to feel, to truly connect with their fans, and they don't make you feel like a fan, they make you feel like a homie, and that's really important to say because with this show, I don't feel there's just a connection to New York and the Hamptons and whatnot. I feel a connection to the people and, you know, even being excited about things and them hearing about what I'm doing too. So with that being said, I need to say, Summer House, I love you beyond, but we got to go and we've got to keep going and talking about from the last episode to this episode to the reunion so let's go we're back at the roasting page roasting table and Paige goes off on Lindsay I mean truly Albany style and I I said it wrong last time but Albany style and Lindsay feels super ganged up on literally goes from crying to kissing Lindsay (laughs) she goes from like crying insane Lindsay mode to like then kissing Hannah's nipples I don't know how he got here but we did and as we kind of assumed Carl and Jules end up hooking up and let's just paint a picture here the girls are sitting outside gossiping it's the daytime basically saying they hope they can be not dramatic for this party and the boys essentially had that same powwow the ladies that night are throwing Amanda a bachelorette party because why not? She's finally taken the leap and set a date, so it's a perfect way to end the summer just the girls for this night before the big party. So the dinner party banter is great, all about Amanda and her vibes before the big party. And the banter is great. It's all about Amanda and ha- and Hannah and her not as you know, vibing as much, but it's all good, nothing, no one's taking anything hard, luckily Han is so cool, and is like, I'm just jealous of you and Paige, and like, she's just a great girl like that, so then Hannah tells Luke that, uh, no, Hannah tells the girls, I'm so sorry, this is right after the show, Hannah tells Luke, I'm so sorry, Hannah tells the girls that Luke invited Hannah to see his family in Minnesota, Let's just cue Amanda in the confessional, really annoyed for a moment. All right, we're back again. And Hannah feels she's getting a lot of pushback. And they ultimately party and have a great bachelorette night. And the boys have a tarot card reading. Again, this is their idea of a bachelor party, but okay. Anyways, they have a tarot card reading. And Kyle gets on the spotlight first because he's the one in the relationship. And, you know, the woman doesn't deliver the best news. Luke gets the tarot cards of good luck, magical abilities, and honestly, I see that for him. He has a more spiritual vibe to him. And, you know, basically, the girls and the boys are reuniting after their nights, and Han and Amanda and Luke butt heads. Like, I'm talking hard. Luke and Amanda are just not going to meet in the middle. I mean, Amanda literally walks away and cries. I've only seen her upset like that probably once or twice on the show, and I'm talking multiple seasons, you know, and that one of the times when Kyle cheated on her, which was intense, and Amanda breaks down and honestly just feels people think she's bitchy and shut her down, and, you know, she definitely talks down about Luke, and it makes no sense, but she's really upset, so I feel bad, and I don't agree for this upsetness level, but she's exploding, and 
you know, Paige does calm her down and they dance it off. Thank goodness. Bless up, Paige. Deeply bless up. Your vibes are, are needed. So the next day, Amanda apologizes to Luke and, you know, she is honest. She said she exploded. And to be honest, Luke and his confessional says he doesn't take her apology seriously. So we'll see how that pans out. So they're setting up for their rave and I think it's like a Burning Man themed final party. And, you know, Kyle is really sweet. I've mentioned before that I think Carl is really inconsistent with work and he has been recently with work and Kyle confronts him and says that he first he says like how much he loves him and he he does this the right way he tells them how much he loves him and that he's always there for him and that when he works he is so valued but he needs to continue that and that he is a priority to him and that Kyle wants not just for him to succeed but for them together to succeed and they just like they had a loving moment and no feelings were hurt no no ego was driven into it it was just pure love so we're at the final party again burning man rave themed and they just look at me everyone's in their own you know galactic theme rave theme whatever they want to be in burning man vibes like just a lot of things going on neon and you know Jules confronts Carl about Danielle and she wants you know honestly she wants to get to the bottom of it she wants to know when he last hooked up with her when you know he like she wants to know everything, and honestly, Carl's a baby. He basically says that they they hooked up the week before, and she was rubbing his dick, and all I'm thinking is, like, are we two years old? And, you know, Jules is cute. She's like, I have a douchebag list, and Carl was not on it, but now he is, and he deserves it. I don't agree with how he spoke to her, and again, he does have a drinking problem, and we'll get back to this at the reunion, but I think he needs to fucking chill a little bit. So Hannah and Paige have a powwow with Amanda and Hannah lays it down to Hannah and they've both been passive aggressive towards each other but Amanda isn't budging over this Luke thing like she just will not absolutely not. Luckily Kyle swoops in with like a machine that has like a uh, like smoke or something or mist or something and the girls make up essentially and it always works out the way it does. I love my giggly squad girls so much. You know, Luke and Hannah had a sweet moment where the relationship was discussed, and I love that he says his whole past was complicated, and he got rid of that engagement ring that he got for his ex that he spoke about so many times, and it's a really special bonding moment. I think, one, it was good for Luke to confront his demons and get rid of the ring because he was holding on to that, and by holding on to that, you're holding on to a relationship, I think, and it was... It was time for him. I think that was the only way he could really move on. And just because he had been hooking up with other people, he wasn't emotionally attached the way that he had been bonding with um, Hannah. And I think that's why he wouldn't have sex with her was because there was a deep connection. So what I'm going to basically end this last episode, which I loved very much, was I love this summer. I love you guys so much. And thank you for being super honest you know the timing was perfect during COVID and I appreciated every moment it's been so real and I love you forever and I hope we have a you know maybe it won't be a summer house but maybe a a little a little something in the fall who knows let's see so we also had the reunion at home with Andy Cohen as you know we have 
we don't have, we are, uh, you know, quarantined at home with COVID right now. And everyone is, is quarantined at home right now. So they had to do the reunion online. So we start off with Kyle and Amanda's relationship. And basically Amanda says that she was miserable in her personal work life. And I love how Andy questioned and it like still questions and still tries to twist things a bit while still like, you know, not being in a reunion space. And he's really, really cute also. He's like kind of a dick and then he ends up being cool and is asking about their sex quarantine. And it's just funny. I love Andy. He's the realist. He brings up the wedding and, you know, Amanda says it hurts to be doubted by her friends, but she knows they'll support her in whatever she does. Um, You know, Andy stumps them a lot, like a lot about their job, about being home, about well, just everything. And he does his job so well. I need to just give Andy all the credit in the world. You know, we bring up Carl and Lindsay, the finger bang, <laughs> Carl, Lindsay, and Danielle. And ultimately, Lindsay, that she gets, you know, super make, super drunk, makes out. And we talk about Lindsay's relationship with Steven and just, you know, a general catch up and you know, Carl admits that drinking has affected his relationships a lot, and the girls express he's amazing, and then he falls off the wagon, and he wants to change that and admits to a drinking problem that he's currently working on, and you know, I will say that I appreciate that Carl could take the criticism, but I think I'll leave it at that. I appreciate that he can take the criticism and he is taking what he needs from this and he needs to grow up, don't we all, a little bit. So let's move on to Jules. You know, she explained to everyone that she felt the Jordan drama kind of ruined her perspective of the the housemate's perspective of her. And she gets really pissed that Luke defends Jordan and she ends up calling him um, a misogynistic asshole. And she points out that Luke is, Luke has no right, she, they, they apparently got in a tip over the summer, and Luke is just a baby girl, like, beyond belief, this, this is where I get back to Luke being a baby, I think he's a sweet, sensitive guy, but almost too sensitive, and fights back, and, like, there is no place, there's a whole feud that's a banter, and it's lame, we don't need that at all, and Luke, I just hope that if you hear this, if there's anything you take from it, it's, your point is made, like, sometimes, like, vibes speak louder than words, and your your words aren't always the best, is what I need to say, so we get to the Hannah and Luke saga, she did not end up going to Minnesota, um, you know, he loves Hannah, but he is not in love with Hannah, and I wish you could all see Hannah's facial expression when he says this, it's just, what you would expect um you know she admits that it got boring going back and forth and that she kind of realized she couldn't trust him after seeing how many girls he would date at at once and it was a lot and you know she saw from the outside what it would be like going into this truly unconventional relationship although it was flirtatious and fun but we get a nice heated moment with Hannah and Luke, and Luke says that Hannah hooked up with her ex, and, you know, Luke said the next week that he hooked up with his ex, and he tried to justify it, but again, it's weird, it's like, 
I'll never understand Luke's twist on things. Like, they were both single, but nonetheless, they were together all the time. And maybe Hannah was hurt, but maybe, like, she also wanted to test the waters by being, like, maybe if I hook up with my ex, you'll burn the fire. And I don't think that's obviously what ended up happening, but it was a moment that I thought want to have to say Hannah does a really good job of verbalizing herself calmly and she ends it in the most dope fashion she was like listen I we may not have had sex but I got eaten out for two hours and I was pretty much happy about it so honestly so much power to you Hannah you deserve those two hours baby girl we get to the click which is you know Paige Amanda and Hannah and this is a moment where Paige and Lindsay's drama gets brought up, as you know, um, during the roasting session. And just before that, Lindsay didn't like how Paige would talk about Hannah's relationship. And she was never talking shit. She was just concerned for her friend. So Andy asks if people understand where Lindsay's coming from. And Paige is straight up like, no. And Hannah chimes in and says that they were truly being worried friends and that she doesn't agree with Lindsay. And Lindsay says the clique is not inclusive and that she's always been that way, which is not true. And Paige points it out when she says that just because she's been here the last four summers does not mean that she's been inclusive. And I say that in quotes. And I agree with her because she hasn't been. If you've seen the previous season, she's definitely had a something with each castmate and definitely definitely made people feel left out at points. And you know, the girls, whenever the girls get brought in, things get a little louder and you know, this reunion was different because it wasn't, you know, in one room all together. So I think it was a little harder to have deep banter. But my ending thoughts are, you know, Carl is a mama's boy. We we know he knows that he needs help, but I know that he has the potential to be the best person and be amusing. I just think it's going to take a little more time than he anticipated. Jules is the one who changed everyone's mind. You know, everyone doubted her and didn't like her and judged the book by its cover. And maybe she's a little bit, could come off a little bit, you know, trying too hard or whatnot. But she's a really good girl. And I think she challenged everyone by kind of sharing her vulnerabilities and being the sweetest. And I commend you for that always. Kyle, I mean, you're just, you're the OG of the house. And you and Amanda are totally the house mom and the house dad. I think Amanda's just such a dope human. I think what you guys will have and have is going to be amazing. And I'm really excited for your future. You know, Luke, you're always going to be confusing to me, but you're also a sensitive guy. And I understand that. And I'm curious to see what happens in the future but I will say one thing and that is if you fuck with Hannah just I wouldn't that's it but I do like you Luke and I wish the best and you're a sensitive soul and I get it you're from Minnesota Paige your bluntness has brought so many good vibes to this party of a show and I say that truly it's not because I feel that I would vibe with you the most I say that in a way that I love how you, listen, I'm a big chiller, I'm a big sweatpants, never touching my hair, not doing a thing, you get dressed to the nines, 
but I think our loyalty is very similar. I love that you're really there for your friends, and I think it's really normal to have banter with your friends about, you know, hoping they're okay, and maybe other people can think that's gossip, but, like, I'm with you 100%. You're a good girl, and I'm excited for you to see what your future holds, and, you know, I really do hope I see you on E, and I see Giggly Squad becoming something for you and Hannah, for sure. You know, Hannah... This one was hard for me to leave off on. You are the MVP in every single way. I, you know, Amanda's absolutely the house mom, but I have to say with you, say this about you is that Hannah, you are the house therapist. You have a way of just, you know, whether it was your conversation with Jules, you don't have fights, you have conversations with people. You like don't even like give people the time of day to create a, a true fight. You just stand up for what you believe in and that's that. I love all of you. I think you all brought such an amazing energy this summer. I think we got so much from this cast because because each member shared or faced something, whether it was, you know, a death, an opinion about a relationship, opinions about growing up, about jobs. They're honestly family. The girls being true sisters and fighting and making up, you know, not being enough, enough for work for others, you know, someone being ostracized, these are all things we feel, and wanting to build a plan for your future, for your life, what's next, what makes this, this show, you know, what makes this show so different from the others is the relatability in every sense, and, you know, I have a deep attachment because I love them so, so much, but I, if you've never watched it, this is a great time to go back to season one and just start because from where it started and where it is now is just a different place. And, you know, Summer House, I love you deeply. It's been an amazing season and I'm sad to see you go. Gigi, you're going to be a MILF. What up?